0: This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights.
1: I fell in love with you the first time I looked into them. Nice. You have a certain little cute way of flirting with them. And you started something with them day You'd better look out little brown eyes if you wise. They sparkle, they bubble get you in a lot of trouble. Oh, baby,
0: them so let's start with Billy Holiday, the first of the three great female singers. Now Billy came to prominence in the early to mid-1930s. Let's just talk about her voice for a second. It wasn't a great voice. It was a small voice. Billie Holiday's strength was the way she sang the songs in terms of the rhythm and the phrasing. It wasn't the great voice, but she made each song so highly personal Billie Holiday led a a tragic life, a a very difficult life, but you get that sense of inner turmoil and tragedy and sometimes great elation from her her recordings. The first piece we just listened to, Then Their Eyes, is from the mid-1930s. I believe that's with the Teddy Wilson Orchestra. And, of course, she always surrounded herself with great instrumentalists, and the most important one was her relationship with the tenor saxophonist Lester Young. Let's listen to a few more great Billie Holiday tracks. This next one is a song that's always associated with her, and I believe she co-wrote. It's called God Bless the Child.
1: Yes, the strong gets more While the weak ones fade Empty pockets don't ever make the grave Mama may have Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own, that's got his own.
0: That's just wonderful phrasing, the way she would take the original song and reinterpret it, almost like a horn player, highly personal, incredibly intimate also, uh, like she's bearing her innermost soul as a human being, and it's very emotional to listen to her sing. One of her best-known recordings was a piece written for her by Abel Meerpole in the late 1930s, and it's called Strange Fruit. It's a very difficult piece to listen to, especially if you know the background story behind this. This particular recording of Strange Fruit was made towards the end of her life in the late 1950s when her voice was beginning to deteriorate. I As mean, like I said before, she led a very difficult life. She died rather young. And in the last years of her life, her health was failing. But that also adds to the, the emotion and the impact of this particular recording of Strange Fruit. Billy's best recorded work was done in the late 30s up through the mid 1940s. She passed away at a quite an early age, but um, she really leaves an, an incredible blueprint and a footprint of jazz to be followed by um, all the subsequent um, jazz vocalists, especially the female vocalists. Next singer I'd like to talk about is Ella Fitzgerald, who is just a few years younger than Billie Holiday, but her approach is very different, although the phrasing, again, comes from you know Louis Armstrong and all the great swing era players, but her voice, her instrument was a gorgeous instrument, and there's a certain childish or naive quality to her voice that, again, is very attractive and, and very different from Billie Holiday's approach to singing. Ella had a long and very productive career starting in the late 1930s with the Chick Webb Orchestra. Her first big hit was even a, a child's nursery rhyme called a Tisket, a Tasket. So that kind of tells you something about the childlike approach. Her, her music's not childish, but there's a this certain very attractive quality to her music and her singing and her phrasing. One of my favorite recordings of Ella Fitzgerald is done in the 50s with the great Louis Armstrong. And let's listen to Louis and Ella sing Cheek to Cheek. Cheek
1: to Cheek
0: Oh, I'd love to climb to mountain
1: Reach the highest peak But it doesn't thrill me Half as much As dancing cheek to cheek I'd love to go on fishing In a river or a creek But I don't enjoy it half as much As dancing cheek to cheek Take it, Ella, swing it Heaven I'm in heaven And my heart beats so
0: It's interesting to contrast the vocal quality of Louis Armstrong's gravelly sound with this beautiful bell-like clear sound of Ella Fitzgerald. You know, she uses her voice like a saxophone great range, wonderful high range, uh, impeccable intonation, very, very clear diction, and also quite a good scat singer. Let's listen to her singing a recording of Deed I Do with the Count Basie Orchestra.
1: Do I
0: My favorite Ella recordings as of a live concert in Berlin I believe in 1960 as I said before she was a very good improviser a great scat singer and she could think very quickly on her feet and she made this recording of Mac the Knife and this is the time it was very very popular the song had been recorded by Bobby Darin and Louis Armstrong and this is Ella's version now listen very very carefully to the lyrics it's not a short piece but it's really well worth listening because it's very clever and that's all I'm going to say listen really carefully to Ella sing Mac the Knife
1: we hope we remember all-
0: You can hear how fast Ella is when she has completely forgotten the lyrics, improvises new lyrics and then begins to imitate Louis Armstrong and does a scat solo a la Louis Armstrong with the growling and the gravelly voice. It's a fantastic recording and she was really one of my favorite singers.